Apple Card is the perfect cashback rewards credit card. You earn up to 3% daily cash on every purchase every day. That's 3% on your favorite products at Apple, 2% on all other Apple Card with Apple Pay purchases, and 1% on anything you buy with your titanium Apple Card or virtual card number. Visit apple.co slash card calculator to see how much you can earn. Apple Card issued by Goldman Sachs Bank USA, Salt Lake City branch. Subject to credit approval. Terms apply. Hacks is back for season three, and so is the official Hacks podcast. In each episode, Hacks creators Lucia Agnello, Paul W. Downs, and Jen Statsky speak with cast and crew members to unpack the Emmy-winning comedy series. You'll hear Hannah Einbinder and Gene Smart speak to their on-screen dynamic, along with stories from the show's writer's room, on-set antics, and creating the world that Deborah and Ava inhabit. Watch Hacks, streaming exclusively on Max, and listen to the official Hacks podcast on Max or wherever you get your podcasts. Look out. It's only films to be buried with Rewind Classic. Hello, it's me, Brett Goldstein. I've taken a few weeks off to focus on some work. I hope that's okay. But in the meantime, I'm leaving you with these all-time favourite classic, all-time top 10 most excellent episodes of films to be buried with this week's rewrite classic is with the brilliant susan wakoma we recorded this a while back she's fucking brilliant she's so funny this was such a great episode i think you'll love it if you've never heard it before and if you have heard it you'll enjoy it again in the meantime everything you want for the show all the extras videos secrets other bits and the whole of all the episodes ever, uncut and ad-free, are available at the Patreon at patreon.com forward slash Brett Goldstein. Also, the very last episode of season one of Shrinking is happening this week on Apple TV+. Plus. If you haven't watched the show after this week, you can watch the whole thing in one go. You can binge it. And episode two of Ted Lasso season three is going to be out this week on Apple TV+. Plus. So you can watch all of that over there. I hope that you're loving both. So that is it for now. I hope you're all well. Thank you for listening. And I very much hope you enjoy this rewind classic of films to be buried with. Hello and welcome to Films to be Buried with. It is me, Brett Goldstein, and I'm joined today by an actor, a writer, an award winner, an Instagrammer, a Twitter-tara, a guilty feminist, a podcaster, a, a woman of the people, a saint amongst us that walks as if she's not one and keeps it under her hat, a legend, a superstar, and the greatest person currently on a Zoom Please welcome to the show, the brilliant Susie Wakoma. Oh, it's only going to get better. <laughs> you thought that was good? You wait till I start talking. Just you wait. Thank you for doing this, Susie. It's lovely to see you. Pleasure. Lovely to see you too. I suppose we have to ask, how is your lockdown life? How is your pandemic life? Ugh. Bit of fun? Oh, it's just, it's what it is, isn't it? Oh, it's fine. Have you it's done any acting in yeah, this Yeah, I've done, I've 
done like lots of voiceovers. Right. Loads, which has been lovely. Okay. I'm about to start filming in a couple of weeks. That's like my first like proper big chunk of filming, which will probably stop after a day. Yeah. COVID. <laughs> like, Do you... well, I, that's not with Batman, isn't it? Like they yeah. started shooting Batman. They were like, yeah, let's start. And then Robert Pattinson got, <laughs> Batman got COVID. Yeah. It's, it sort of undermines your superhero if your superhero gets COVID. Yeah. Do do you have you been told if you can tell us if you're shooting in two weeks have you been sent like a list of rules of things you're going to have to do or? Well, I'm self isolating right now, so we've got oh, to self isolate wow. for two weeks wow. before we start, and then basically we can sort like the actors because we've got to like be in scenes together and stuff and all of that. But like everyone else is like they have to keep away from us. Apparently, there's COVID police on set with like a measuring thing saying two meters two meters no but that's way. a new job that's a new job yeah COVID police COVID police and what are they yeah. gonna do like poke you with a stick to move you back I, a bit i hope so. so they don't come near it i hope so i hope, I hope so that actually sounds quite like, fun. get away from susan i'm like oh <laughs> go away i'm poking for you Love. i like that <laughs> that actually sounds all right that's quite a good gig also a good tv show corona please uh, COVID police. I mean, it depends. It, you have to think about the life of the show. Like, how much can you kind of squeeze from it? Like, how mm-hmm. long is this going to go on for? If this is forever, then you've got, what, 28 series there? I reckon you've got 20. Well, because there's, there's the sort of police camera action version where we're just filming Corona yeah. Police. But, <laughs> and actually... That, that's the one. I yeah, was no, thinking... Forget the other one. That's the one. It's the reality one. That's what you want. <laughs> And just, you can do the voiceovers when you're isolating. Just, um, John is poking Susan with a stick because he can see she's 30 centimetres over the line. I'd watch this show. Would you watch it? I would, actually, to be fair. Uh, Riddle me this. Right. Here's the truth. Hands in the air. Here's how I've known you. I've known you as an actor and I've known you on the podcast and being very funny and interesting. I didn't know until I did a little Google that you've got a series of sex tapes out. Do you know what? When you said that, honestly, my heart went, oh, my God. Uh, I they're, out there, they're out there. They're out there. It was going to happen. I've been waiting for the day that my publicist season. Um, You need to come into the office. Yeah. But it's totally, you need to come into the office. Yeah. There's pictures of your fanny everywhere. <laughs> And I'm gonna be like, show me, and then I'm gonna show it to me and be like, that's not funny. I just have to, I have to write a book. that funny, to write that funny checks out. <laughs> I'm proud of my fanny. That's what you. When your picture of your fanny goes out, mm. when my picture of my fanny goes out, which it will, yeah. I have to like. That's gonna then be my career. It's just like proud of my fanny woman. Yeah. So you're then gonna start doing like speaking arrangements and stuff where yeah. you go <laughs> with my fanny out. <laughs> This is my fanny. Does it does it irk you? Well, yeah. then there's something wrong with you. Yes. <laughs> oh, I like this show as well. <laughs> I mean, this is a great pitch meeting so far. Yes, other than your, <laughs> other than the, the quite abundant amount of sex tapes that are out there on the internet. Uh-huh. Uh, I also discovered that you you were in a right you were one of the writers on Sex Education, which yeah, I, I did in, not know. I was in, I was in the writers' room. Can you explain how that works? In an because it's an English. I've never understood. Is it an English show? Yeah. So a writers' room is a very American thing. Yeah. 
they were so this was for the second series and the first series wasn't out yet so we it wasn't the big huge show that it is we didn't know what it was right and so they got uh, a few of us in largely comedians actually in the writers room and we just bashed out ideas for a month really and then a few of them got scripts and I didn't which was like right, okay so I know that I'm, I know that I'm busy but you could have asked <laughs> that I could say no yeah very rude but yeah, no, it was interesting. I mean, I enjoyed like the first bit of it because that was literally us going, and what if she comes in with like three heads and then putting it up in the board? <laughs> what if she like she comes in with a machine gun, shruggy, she fucking just and then and all of that stuff. And then the second two weeks was like, okay, now seriously, no, we've got eight episodes that we need to map out. And we're like, oh, 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 maybe she goes to the shops. It was like that. I see. That makes sense. How many of you were in the room? How many writers? Oh, how many of us? There was me, Richard Gadd, nice. one, Rizwan. Who nice. else was there? It was like maybe four of us newbies and then Laurie, who's the creator, Sophie, who'd been on the show before. Yeah, so there was like maybe eight of us in the room. It's quite intense. And it was above a sex shop on Oxford Street. How was it? Yeah. For inspiration? I don't know. I, I don't know. I think it's meant to be like, ooh. We're on top of a sex shop, we're writing about sex. And then about day three, I was like, I, that should be a pret. <laughs> Just popping down for lunch. Does anyone need a dildo? <laughs> I mean, it, oh, yeah, okay. Yeah, it loses its appeal, isn't it, a sex shop after day three? It does, yeah. Especially if you're kind of like in the middle of town, you'll be like, Ugh. But you know, last day I did go in. I did yeah. get, I can't remember what I got. I did get like something. Nipple tassels. Oh, that's nice. I think so. Classy. Actually. That's a classy buy <laughs> from the sex shop. What did she get? I wouldn't have predicted that. What would you have predicted? You got the old nipple tassels. Hmm. I forget <laughs> that that's an option. Huh. <laughs> Nips covered. Fascinating. Because <laughs> I've seen her, her fanny out tour and I realised. <laughs> How would she be shy of the nips? <laughs> yeah. But it's a classy move. <laughs> So, and the last question before we get on to the very serious business of um, mm. your life in film. Yeah. What about the writing? So, because you you made a short, you wrote a short, wrote a short that won the yeah. awards? Won all the awards? Oh, it won all the awards. I did a short with uh, Sky, their yeah. Sky comedy short. They just basically asked me, do you want to write something? I was like, how quickly will it get made? And they said, next week. And I went, all right, because I don't want to, I don't want to yeah. fuck around with this. Like, I know what short films could be like, get it yeah. quick. Have you got the money? Yes. All right, fuck. Here's a fucking script. I didn't say that. I was very nice. It was very nice about it. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> it's called Love the Sinner. And it's about um, my mum and her grieving for Princess Diana, which if anybody is that's from nice. the African diaspora, mm -hmm. that's a thing. Like my mum and all her friends, all these Nigerian women were obsessed with Diana. Like, really? Yeah, my mum had this That's book, which was like Diana's fashions. And it was just pictures of Diana, like getting out of cars at like premieres. And I used to, I, I mean, my mum was angry about it, but I cut Diana out mm. and they would be like my dolls of Diana. Like Diana was the one. She was wow. the one. So when, she, when she died, my mum was, there is like a trope of like African women being very loud and, and, and whatnot, which isn't necessarily true. But on that, the morning of Diana's death, my mum was screaming like on the floor like ah! Ah! like 
and it woke us kids up. We ran downstairs. We're like, mom, mom. What? And bear in mind, I'm like nine, 10. I'm a yeah. child. And I run in and I look at the news and there's that, the graphic footage of like the car being pulled out. Of the, I'm like, fuck yeah. it. And I look at my mom and my mom is on the floor, weeping, screaming, take me instead. No. Take me. That is verbatim. Verbatim. Us oh. four kids were looking at her like, mom. And she was like, just. Verbatim. And I just thought, even then, I was like, listen, you document. No, yeah, that's the short. Even then, looking at my mum wailing on the floor, I thought, this is funny. (laughs) (laughs) This is this is good. This is good stuff. This is some good stuff. (laughs) What did your what's your uh, is your is your mum has she seen the short? She's still Yeah, she's seen the short. In fact, there's quite a few of the costumes that are her clothes. So oh, I sort wow. of went around to the old family house and um, we tried on lots of stuff, like stuff that I remember her wearing at like my little sister's fourth birthday and my birthday. It was really weird. Oh, wow. um, she loved it. She was. She basically was like, it's a documentary about me. I was like, yeah, yeah pretty much actually, yeah. <laughs> it kind of is. Cool. Oh, Susie. Yeah? I've forgotten to tell you something. A what? Oh fuck! Oh, I should have said it at the beginning. Or maybe when I texted you. Ah, uh, ah, uh, no! I'm just gonna have to say it. I'm sorry, but um, I'll just say it. Uh, you died. You died. Sorry. I fucking knew it. Mm. How did you die? It was definitely choking. Oh yeah. Something. Yeah. Do, um, do you know what I'm? Yeah, I do. Yeah, I was at Latitude Festival. Yeah. And uh, I was getting in the spirit of stuff and I put uh, a lot of glitter on my face. I like to do like one side, nice little pattern there. And as I was dancing to, I think it was Texas. Do you remember Texas? Yeah. Yeah. I couldn't. Charlene, Charlene yeah. Terry was giving it loudy yeah. on the stage. And the glitter melted down my face and into my mouth. And then, um, but I didn't, I didn't think anything of it. No then I went back to my... Yeah, yeah. Then I went back to my tent and I choked on my glitter, died alone. Oh, God. When did this happen? This happened last year. Last year? I've been there for a year, yeah. God, and I'm sorry it's taken me this long to tell you. I know. Uh, we just haven't. We've, we've both been very busy. <laughs> um, so I, I had a feeling. Yeah. I just, I was walking around like, I have a feeling. Something like that. COVID started, no one called me. I was like, that's weird. Mm. And I was checking whether I'm all right. Do you worry about death? Nah, not really. Not really, because it's just going to happen, isn't it? I worry about the manner. I don't want it to be like something horrific that my family have to like think about. But I, w- I, I would like it to be funny. Like, right. oh, but like not ha-ha, like you're in the church going, <coughs> whilst my body is, you know, kind of fu- like she died. She died doing what she loved. Oh, rather than... <coughs> She choked on cheese, which is so probable. So hang on, you don't want a funny death, but you want yeah. it to be funny. Yeah. So not choking on cheese. Yeah, yeah. But like I want she, it to be she died. Funny. She, she died doing what she loved, eating cheese, and then got hit by a cart. Yes. Okay. Yeah. So like, but yeah. So it's like, oh, sad. But she had cheese in her in her throat. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Do you do you think there's an afterlife of some kind? Yeah. Yeah. Totally. Yeah, oh, man. Great. 
love it. Tell me. Listen, we don't know, right? So people are like, there's absolutely nothing afterwards. I'm like, you don't fucking know that, mate. You don't know that. You you stupid little shit. Anything could be on the other side of this. And like, I've seen a ghost. So. Oh, uh, I'm afraid you're now going to have to tell that story. (laughs) It would be remiss of me not to. Do you know, it's actually linked to the first couple of questions okay if it means that story's coming i will i'll put i will hold off hold it but so you don't know but you think that that there's in your head do you think there's a heaven we're energy like what what is it oh i'm more an energy versus Mm -hmm. a god but I think like this shit gets, I basically think in life you're meant to like learn stuff. You're meant to, it's like Jedi school. You're meant to like learn all the shit. You're meant to be like upping your vibration, boo, 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 yeah. then die, right? And there's loads of people who just don't do that because you're just too busy like scratching your balls and like just being a fucking dickhead on earth. So then you die and you haven't learned all the lessons. And if you haven't learned all the lessons, you're just going to keep doing this shit until you learn all the lessons. And the thing is, the things that you didn't learn before are just going to come. So when people are going to be like, oh my God, my life is so hard. It's like, yeah, because you didn't learn your lesson when you were in the Victorian era. All shit. And then sometimes you learn your lesson and then sometimes you don't learn your lessons. And then like, it just continues. But people who are like on a higher vibration, mm-hmm. I feel like there's a point where they just like become a tree. That's one of my favourite answers we've ever had. <laughs> I genuinely believe that. Actually. No, I, I think I'm with you. you like become a star or something. I don't know. Well, what, I don't know. Where do you is. feel? I mean, you're on a pretty high vibration. What do you think? think so. Yeah. Yeah. I'm a bit psychic. Tell me everything. That's the, That relates to another story. Oh, great. Oh, this is going to be great. All right. Well, yeah, listen, no, I'm a bit let's psychic. get to it then because I want to hear all this shit. Um <laughs> Those weren't segues that I pre-planned. I just am psychic and there's something that comes. But I didn't plan that. I didn't plan that. I know what you're going to ask me. So, because I sent you the questions. No, because I'm psychic. Yeah, you sent me the questions, right? No? Oh. Uh, what? Uh, <laughs> what? Okay, here's the thing. There is a heaven as well. You, you pause there for a bit before you head back to learn more lessons, right? Ooh. And in this heaven, everyone wants to talk about this life, not a TV show. They want to talk about your life. They want to know about your life through films. Yeah. And the first thing they ask you is, what's the first film you remember seeing, Susie Wakoma? A film called Aneka, The Pretty Serpent. Hold up. Uh, Wait a minute. (laughs) It's a Nollywood film. Mm -hmm. And it was like huge in the early 90s, like huge. Like probably one of the first, if no one knows what Nollywood is, it's Nigerian Hollywood, Nigerian films. And... My mum was in our front room with some girlfriends and they were watching this film. And I came in like that, exactly like that. And I saw, the image that I saw was this woman who like became a snake. No, she became a cat. And I had no context. No one was worried about the child in the room. Right. Um, so yeah, that was the first, that was the first bit of movie I ever saw. A woman becoming a cat. Yeah. How, how, how old were you? I must have been about maybe six, five, six. Where where was this happening? This was in uh, when we lived in Camberwell in our front room. Okay. Yeah. And, and you got? Can I ask? You got brothers and sisters, all that? Yeah, it... I've got older sister, older brother, little sister. So four of us. Okay. All close. Yeah, we're close in age. I'm really close to my little sister because she's cool, and she thinks I'm cool because. 
I'm older, but the other two, because I'm younger, they think I'm a dickhead. But she thinks it's very, very exciting. So she can stay. Yeah. Okay, cool. That's good to know. <laughs> so you saw a, cat, a woman turn into a cat. And <laughs> did you think this is my future? No, I was like, oh, that like genuinely, I remember just going, oh, I felt concerned. I was a very concerned child. They say Capricorns, which I am, yeah. they, um, they age backwards. So you come out the womb, like, I'm very concerned about this. Yeah. And then as you get older, you just become a fucking clown, which is exactly what's happening with me. That's amazing. I walked in and I saw the screen and I just was very concerned. For the woman. It was freaking me out. And also it was very, it's 90s um, graphics and special effects, which is terrible. What's the show you do with Matt Berry? Year of the Rabbit. Ah, oh, I thought it was Year of the Cat. Oh, for a second, I was like, it's Year of the Cat. You turned Love into it. If, if she turned into a rabbit, that would have been great. But <laughs> that would have been it's great. a different story. Yeah. Fascinating. What is the film that scared you the most? <laughs> he rubs his hands together. Um, well, I am afraid it is Aneka, the Pretty Serpent. That- Two hits for Aneka, the Pretty Serpent. By the way, Pretty Serpent, who turns into a cat. Where's the serpent bit? Where's the pretty serpent? I know. This is, this is what I don't remember. So the premise of mm. the film is that it's this woman, she's a mermaid, and she is disguised as a human, and her mission on earth is to go after married men. This is a very nice... Like, okay, so Nigerian films, they've got... I mean, they've evolved now, but definitely in the 90s, they had like a few subjects, like themes. And one was witchcraft. Mm-hmm. One was um, women taking uh, married men and then the other ones were witches taking married men and and that was it that was what the stories were and so this woman was like a mermaid and she was like going after married men and it shitted me up so badly that I developed (laughs) nightmares for a year and developed sleep paralysis oh wow as a result of watching this because you... I was stood at the door and my mama and her friends didn't see see me. So I watched a lot of it. Oh, shit. Do you still that... have sleep paralysis? I still have sleep paralysis, yeah. I have that. Horrible. Oh! Horrible. Yeah, that's when I've like, I've like oh, I don't know. It it comes and goes and I haven't had it for a while. But it's but imagine being a child. Yeah, that's fucked up. Yeah. Did you imagine a cat woman sat on your chest? I'm... <laughs> I did imagine a cat at the end of my bed yeah, and it would sort of just look at me and then it would crawl up and then it would disappear like into my belly. So it would go like walk, 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 and it would go like that. And I thought it was like, I thought I was pregnant. There was a lot of things going on as a child. I thought I was pregnant with the cats. Yeah. Yeah. Dark stuff. You can watch it. It's like on YouTube, this film. I like the sound of it. So do you like being scared? Do you don't like being scared? I sort of do. (laughs) (laughs) I sort I like, I hate it, but I love it. I love the build up to it. And then when it happens, I fucking hate it. And then afterwards I'm like, I survived. I do quite, I do, I actually, I do quite like it. (laughs) What is the film that made you cry the most? And are you a crier? (gasps) I, Daniel Blake. I? I, Daniel Blake. (laughs) (laughs) Daniel Blake. (laughs) The end credit, after the end, I won't mm-hmm. ruin it for anyone, but I sat in the cinema and I cried so heavily. Number one, I got a nosebleed. No. Yeah. And number two, the woman sat in the row ahead of me, came around 
sat next to me and gave me a hug. That's so sweet. I was inconsolable. Were you on your own? Yeah, I was on, I was on my own. Oh, beautiful. I was beside, and I think, I think one of the things was, I, I didn't expect to get that emotional. Like when mm. I was watching it, when I see those kind of films that are very kind of gritty and very realistic, there's a bit of me that's a little bit on the defense of it mm-hmm. just because I am working class. And sometimes when I've watched films like that, I'm a bit like, really? Yeah. You're not going to make me cry. Man, this film, and I was like strong for like most of it. I was like, yeah, I know this happens. I know this happens. This has happened to neighbours and friends of mine. I know you're not preaching to me. I know. And then by the end, I was done. I was yeah. done. <sighs> yeah. That's a totally, that is a totally legit answer. But I do have to point out that we're three questions in and you still haven't told me where this ghost comes. <laughs> do you promise this ghost story is coming? Okay, no, I have to tell you the ghost story. Okay, good. Oh, I didn't say, yeah. Okay, the ghost story. Because I assumed it was in the scary movie bit, but that was... Oh, it was, and I forgot. Oh, okay, thank God I checked. It's because there's quite a few during that period. I'll take all of it. Okay, all right. The scary story. I was in bed, um, and I used to share a bunk bed with my older brother, who's like a year and a half older than me. So Mm -hmm. we were like kids. And he was on the top bunk, I was on the bottom bunk, and he was talking to me like we would tell each other stories and stuff, like nothing scary. And he was talking to me, and all I could see at the end of the bed, so the bunk bed, was this head appear upside down, like that, like my hand, like that. And it had fangs and blood trickling down the fangs. So the blood, there was like a trail of blood going across the eyes, upside down. What? just staring at me at the bottom of the bunk because when I get scared well when I was a kid when I got scared I'd just go silent and then my brother was talking and I said to him I was like are you are you looking at me over the bed right now and then he popped his head down to the side here and he went no I'm not and I looked at the end of the bed and it was still fucking there oh that's giving me a shiver no oh, so did, did your brother say no he just literally popped his head he's like no I'm here and I went <laughs> okay <laughs> <laughs> that's my information <laughs> what was that yeah, I don't know but like what would happen like with sleep paralysis you can sometimes like mm. see things hallucinations so I'm guessing it was that but yeah. that out of all of them that was the most real and vivid like to this day I can see it before like the, all the other ones were like shapes and like a black sort of mist thing yeah. but that one was like a face and fangs and the blood yeah it's unusual that you that you get vampires in ghost stories. I know, yeah. And I like that. Breaking uh, breaking boundaries there. Mixing genres and I love it. <laughs> I really like I mean I shall I tell you a little ghost story that I read? Yes, please. This fucking scary. So I read the book Com- Conversations with Mark Frost. Mark Frost is the guy who with David Lynch made Twin Peaks. Huge fan. Anyway, yeah. this book is just a million, you know, interviews with him. And he, the guy's asking him, like, are you, you know, what's, what do you think about spiritual stuff? Blah, blah, blah. Anyway, he says, one day we did a Ouija board when I was, he was working in a, in a theatre in um, somewhere in America. And he yeah. said, him and the crew one night at midnight decided to do a Ouija board in the empty, on the empty stage. And he says, the thing started moving around. He said, look, I, you know, you can tell me whatever explanation you want, but the thing fucking moved at pace around and none of us were controlling it. 
And there had been this kid who had worked as an usher at the in the place who'd who'd hung himself in the place, and there'd always because it was the only place that he'd felt he belonged or something. Yeah, this was like five years ago, something like that. So they say, "What's your name?" And the the thing spells out that that kid's name, and yeah. they say, "Where are you?" And he says he spells out T O P top, but there is an it there is another stage space around the corner that is called the other place T O P. So oh. they say, "Do you mean the other place?" And he says, "No." And then they hear running across the rafters above their head, and they fucking run. <laughs> I mean, I've scared myself telling that again. Well, I'm like, I'm a little bit shit. Oh my god! That's nah, I would have wet myself. Yeah. I would wet myself and start crying. And he said, uh, he said, I don't. He said, look, I, you know, I don't know what it was, but I'll never do a Ouija board again. I don't think you should dabble with that stuff. I've never. I've no. I think we tried to do one as kids, but we were like, we weren't taking it seriously. But I don't. I genuinely wouldn't do it. Yeah, I wouldn't do it. I don't want to invite. Because look, I'm 32. Then say I'm 32. Say I do a Ouija board like when things are a bit better yeah. when I'm 33. Then that's the rest of my life. I'm dealing with this fucking ghost that's like you're chasing. being haunted by a demon. Yeah, for the rest yeah. of your life. That's the rest of your life, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> that is the rest. If you're doing it, if you're dabbling yeah. in your thirties, you're fucked. Well, have you seen the film Host, the Zoom horror film? Ah, What? Oh, you've got to watch it. I assume everyone's seen it, but they haven't. Go on your Amazon and go to Shudder and watch the film called Host, which is a Zoom, and it sounds like it's going to be boring, but it's not. It's a Zoom, and they do a seance on the Zoom, and then it's fucking scary as fuck. I did have a thing. I I watched over Zoom with two friends. I watched Don't Fuck With Cats. Oh, yeah. And that, it wasn't what I thought it was. It ended up being about this proper psychopath murderer. Mm. We watched it at night and I kept, so I'd be watching it on like one screen and then look at my friend's screen and I just kept imagining like somebody behind them as they're watching it, just like cutting off their neck or something. Yeah. Like, so there was two horror films going on at the same time. I was like, oh, I was stressed. <laughs> I had to burn sage. I had to burn sage in my whole room. I was like, bye guys. Oh, that was so fun. Bye. Speak to you later. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love it. Love it. Oh. Are you uh, alone, living alone? Yeah, I'm living people? alone. That's why I'm right, yeah. out all the time. Yeah, terrible. Terribly, terrible to watch horror films and then have to... Anyway, we'll move on. What is uh, the film that you love? You love it. Most people don't like it. It's critically not acclaimed, but you don't give a shit. You're like, this film's fucking brilliant. <laughs> Burlesque. Wait a second. Burlesque is the one... <laughs> Who's the lead in that? Christina Aguilera. It's Christina Aguilera's film. And Cher. That's right. Two Titans, one film. <laughs> Tell me about Burlesque. I have to, hands up, have not seen Burlesque. Would you believe you it? Should, you should carve some time out to watch Burlesque. It's about this girl who's meant to be mousy, but she's Christina Aguilera. And she just wants to be a, a singing star. And so she turns up to this Burlesque club in the middle of nowhere and then she wants to get on stage and be a singer. But they're not about that at the burlesque club. They're about dancing. And so she starts off, I think she's called Ali. You know, one of those American right. names. 
that's like, mm, I'm a mouse. And then she's like serving drinks and Cher's like, Whoa, I'm Cher. And she's like, I want to be like Cher. And then Stanley Tucci, Love him. he's in it. He's there like doing costumes going, mm, I'm, mm, you know, Stanley Tucci yeah. when he does that. And then um, eventually she gets on the stage by way of this boy that she fancies. They fall in love and then she starts singing. And then there's a song in it that she released. The thing that I love about it is the kind of small town girl makes it big star thing, which mm-hmm. is just brilliant. The soft focus. You've never seen softer light on... It's like, it's like someone just got Vaseline and just went, ah, yeah, I don't need to see anything. Like, it's, it's almost like they're trying to hide the film from you. Like, don't really see it. <laughs> That's great. Cross your eyes like that, like magic eye. Yeah, it's what they do. It's what they're doing. Don't see it really. And then you've got the other thing that I love about it is whoever edited it was on Mm. crack because, like, there are scenes that just go like one person's talking and it will cut from that person to that person to that person, and then it's over. You're like, why are you rushing? Why are you rushing me? The edit is a thing of, I've never seen just like that, 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 that. Someone's talking, the camera's gone there. We don't care about you. It's come back to you. Then, and then it's next scene. I'm like, I'm very stressful. The edit is amazing. <laughs> I really will watch that film now. You've sold it completely. It sounds right when up my street. It, when you watch it, you will know what I mean by the edit. Okay. You'll know what I mean. Love it. What <laughs> is the film that you used to love? You loved it. But then you've watched it recently and you've gone, oh, no, this doesn't hold up for me, for whatever reason that may be. This one makes me really sad oh, because <laughs> because I put it on recently, remembering the feeling mm. that I had when I watched it before. And I watched it a few times before, loved it. And I wanted to feel like I was feeling a bit down. I was like, this is going to this is gonna pick me up. Yeah. And I watched it and I was like, this has not aged well. In Bruges. Go on. Talk to me. Okay. I got I got issues. I got issues. Well, do you? Always well, had issues with that one. Well, I saw it when I was in. I think it was in sixth form. I think I bunked off uh, <laughs> a class because I wanted to go to the cinema, and I saw it, and I I hmm. loved it. I fell in love with Bruges. I was like, where is this yeah. magical place? I fell in love with it to the point where I travelled to Bruges. I went interrailing around Europe. Oh wow! And I ended in Bruges, and I fucking did it like. It's really spooky. It's got a Freemasony vibe. Oh, is it? Yeah. And then I went to go and see the blood, the Christ blood that's been congealed, like in the film, mm-hmm. like proper. I loved it. Bit of a spooky vibe. Then I put it on and I was like, this is, I, I'm not somebody who gets offended very easily, but there are bits of it. That I was like, this is off key about small people, dwarfism, race. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Like I just was, I thought it sounded like zingier and, and, and smarter, yeah. but then it just was not landing. I didn't I didn't feel very nice watching it. I felt like a bad person watching it. Does that make sense? Yeah, that makes complete sense to me. I remember when I watched the film, it does a thing that I, and I know I'm going to say this and you're going to be like, oh, wow, what a great guy. But I mean it is that where it lost me is there's a scene where he punches a woman in the face in the restaurant and it's meant yeah. to be funny. And I'm like, you've lost me. I I don't enjoy this. I now sort of don't like, don't like you. And and it isn't like, oh, I'm being subversive. It's like, it's just kind of horrible. I remember being like, and and also that thing of people laughing in the cinema. And I'd be like, I don't don't like this. That that was it. 
all the things that you were meant to be laughing at, you weren't going, oh, isn't that ridiculous? And isn't that you were mm. meant to like be cheering the person who's doing it or saying it on. Yeah. That bit really that threw me as well because I sort of didn't remember it from the first time. And then the line about the bat, black girl on a swing or something like that, it just yeah. was so needless. And then I think Brian, um, as it? it's Brian Gleason, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Um, Brendan. Brendan. There we go. Sorry, Brian. Uh, <laughs> Sorry, Brian, who doesn't exist. Sorry, Brian. Better name. And then there was this, there was a line where he's like, oh, my wife who's now dead, who we never see is black. So, and I was just like, oh, okay, mm. so is everything all right? You can say that black joke. Yeah. But like he's had a dead black wife that we never meet, so it's okay. I was just like, yeah, but I, uh, it, I was really sad. I was really sad that I just yeah. things that can't pass anymore. Really. Well, listen. Let's give the film love for sending you into railing into bruise itself. It inspired that. So that I did a really amazing thing in your life. It's just a shame, yeah. and just uh, it's a shame that he enjoys punching women in the face. <laughs> It's a, it's a, it's a shame. shame. It's a shame. It's a shame. It was going so well. You, you until let I... yourself down with the old punching the woman <laughs> in the face bit. It's a shame. It's a shame. It's a shame. Apple Card is the perfect cashback rewards credit card. You earn up to 3% daily cash on every purchase every day. That's 3% on your favorite products at Apple, 2% on all other Apple Card with Apple Pay purchases, and 1% on anything you buy with your titanium Apple Card or virtual card number. Visit apple.co slash card calculator to see how much you can earn. Apple Card issued by Goldman Sachs Bank USA, Salt Lake City branch. Subject to credit approval. Terms apply. Hacks is back for season three, and so is the official Hacks podcast. In each episode, Hacks creators Lucia Agnello, Paul W. Downs, and Jen Statsky speak with cast and crew members to unpack the Emmy-winning comedy series. You'll hear Hannah Einbinder and Gene Smart speak to their on-screen dynamic, along with Hacks writer and actor Pat Regan, on how their improv experience helped them when shooting scenes and what it was like writing scripts for specific actors. You'll also hear from crew members like the costume designers on what it was like creating the world that Deborah and Ava inhabit. Hear stories from the show's writer's room, on-set antics, and more. Watch Hacks streaming exclusively on Max and listen to the official Hacks podcast on Max or wherever you get your podcasts. Um, <laughs> what? What is the film that means the most to you? Not necessarily the film itself is very good, but because mm. of the experience you had around seeing the film that will always make it special to you. I was in Wandsworth Cineworld with my then boyfriend, Andrew, bless him. Mm -hmm. And there wasn't very many of us in the screen, but there was a group of really fucking annoying kids just making noise. And I was like, we're, we're watching a psychological thriller right now. You're ruining it pricks i didn't say that i was like excuse me the whole film literally beginning to end halfway towards the end of the film they all get up and head downstairs out of the cinema and this is where my psychic ability kicked in yes and i turned to my boyfriend andrew and i was like we need to get out and he was like why and i was like we need to leave in that moment the kids come back with a bigger kid holding a knife what? Me? Yep. So I grab my man, because that's what I'm about. I grab my man, pull him out. We run all the way around, down the stairs, out of the fire escape, onto the street. What? Now, it may not have been a knife. <laughs> and looking back, <laughs> I don't think it was a knife. <laughs> was it a Sprite? Was it a can of Sprite? <laughs> 
It was long and the light from the cinema screen. I don't know. But looking back, I don't think it was a knife. But in that moment, literally, it was like, you know, the TV show That's So Raven, which goes like that. I had a moment and I was like, come with me, my son, boyfriend. I just fucking legged it out there. I was, oh God. And I'm even, I'm like shaking thinking about it. I mean, (laughs) it's it's possibly a really scary story. (laughs) Or... Oh, it's not. It's hard. To, <laughs> it's hard to say. But memorable. Memorable for all of us. So in your head, they'd gone. You told them to shut up. Yeah. They'd gone to get a bigger kid to come and kill you. Yeah. But what might have happened is they went and got a sprite and yeah. came back to sit down. So they weren't yeah. like heading towards you with this. What could have been a knife? They're well, just they walking in with a no, shiny thing. You know what? I moved so fast, I didn't see what direction they came. All I saw was them walk in like that. I saw a pointy mm. thing and I was like, let's go. What, I was gone. What happened to Andrew? We're not together anymore. Well, yeah. <laughs> this was in like 2009. <laughs> was Andrew like, we haven't finished a film since we've been together? <laughs> yes. So you don't be. even know what happens at the end of Black Swan? I know I don't. No, I've watched it since. Okay. But something happened. Something happens, yeah. That's great. That's great. Amazing. What is the film that you most relate to? Uh, The film that I most relate to is (laughs) Muriel's Wedding. Speak to me. Go on. (laughs) Are you relating to Muriel? Yeah. Horrible friends and family? Muriel. Muriel. Yeah. So I love ABBA. I love ABBA so much. I love ABBA so much that I went on a pilgrimage to Stockholm to go to the ABBA Museum. I did that. And it's one of the happiest places I've ever been. Literally, there was like a, a segment that was like, and you, you got your headphones and it was like, this is how we wrote Dancing Queen. I was like teary. Because you know Dancing Queen is about death. I did not know that. Please explain. It is. There's a whole article about it in The Guardian, so it's real. Um, And it's about, when you listen to it, you're like, oh, yeah, party party song. It's actually about reflecting and looking at your younger self dancing as you're about to die. It's a reflective song on youth and vigour and beauty in yourself that you didn't feel at the time, but you're looking at it from afar. When you listen to Dancing Queen with that hat on, changes it. That shit is deep. Deep. It's deep. So... ABBA. And I've always found ABBA like, I know they're sort of poppy and stuff, but there's just something about like the chords in their music that's quite sad. As a kid, I always found it like quite moving. So when I watch Muriel's Wedding, which is comedy, but there's so many aspects of her life that's just so pathetic and her being obsessed with ABBA, I was like, that fits. And then I thought, that's me. (laughs) I don't want to get married. That's not what it is. I couldn't give a fuck about getting married. But I just... Well, that ruins my next like, question. Kill <laughs> <laughs> that. But, like, there's just something about finding solace in music and being a bit of a loner that I really related to. Then she moves to Sydney and then, like, gets me. And then I was like, you lost me. Mm. You lost me, babe. Yeah. But, yeah, I really love a loser character. I fucking love losers and weirdos. Oh, they're just so sweet. And weird, yeah. I love that in your head, if Disneyland didn't have the um, copyright on the happiest place on earth, the ABBA Museum would take it. Yeah, it is. Do you know what? This is awful and I've got footage of this. Yeah. So you can go on a stage and you can pick, I think it's out, <laughs> I think it's three, one of three ABBA songs. I picked Mamma Mia and you can sing a little bit and they add 
a hologram of Abba with you. That's cool. And I've got a video of me singing yeah. Mamma Mia with the fucking band. <laughs> Please, can we like give that to the Patreons or something? <laughs> I have got it. Yeah. If you want it, give me a couple of days to think about it. Okay. But I might, yeah, I might we'll hand that it. We'll put it in the members' clubs, members okay. only. Oh, okay, I might give you. It's, what it's, a treat. It's embarrassing, but I might do it because I'm, I like, if the joke's on me, I'm good with that. I love that. I'd love <laughs> to see it. It also sounds really cool, you with a hologram, Abba. It was amazing. It was so lifelike. <sighs> Susie Wakoma. Yeah. What's the sexiest film you've ever seen? This was quite hard. Was it? Yeah, it's quite hard. Because, uh, of, because <laughs> to narrow it down? Or? Yeah, to narrow oh, it down. Because okay, I find all sorts of things sexy. Funny mm. people, a nice curl of the hair, turn of phrase. Mm. Delicious. Um, and, then, <laughs> and then like tits or like a willy. Mm. I'm like, this. To narrow it down. I've really found Ghostbusters sexy because of Bill Murray. Okay. And I was really young when I watched Ghostbusters. Mm. So I didn't really understand what was going on, but I just knew that I wanted to rub, rub something. I don't know. Right. Right. So there's Ghostbusters, but then yeah. I went to, so that was as I was a kid, but then I went to the cinema and, and I did watch blue is the warmest color. Wow. I did. Yes. With a mate of mine, mm-hmm. a lady, a lady. And the sex scene, the, the very long. The 45 minute sex scene. 45 yeah. minute sex scene. With no kind of like music, it's just them breathing and panting. And the sex is, it's whack. If you've had, if you're a woman who's had sex with a woman, we know that that's not really what happens. Nonetheless, it's two naked women Mm. really going for it. And I I just remember my knee being so close to my mate Carla, so close. And that just happening. And just, you know, the fact you can see like the flashes of flesh on our faces in this very like empty curzon. And um, yeah. Uh, I mean, I'm. I'm uh, w- w- here's why I'm. I'm being. Uh, I'm pausing. Is because I've seen that film and I love that film. I love that film. But that film is troubled in a way that makes me sad. Oh, and I yes. also don't know what I meant to think about it because you're right. It's very, very fit. <laughs> That's a I fit mean, film. It's because it's because they're beautiful. They're beautiful. They're beautiful. Got lovely socially you know, accepted and celebrated bodies, all of that sort of thing. These are all things that I had issues with when I left. I was like, okay, why do, why are all the lesbians like, you know, really Mm. slim? Um, Why are they all like fucking models? Also, that's not, that's not what happens. All of that. Like, that's not, what's that? What's that? Like, what are they doing? He doesn't know. Then you have a little Google and you're like, Mm. oh no, he really didn't because that seemed like torture when they were filming it. Yeah. Because it took how many days? It didn't to well, do it's, that it is, it is, I'm, I'm half joking, but it is about 45 minutes, isn't it? It is about 45 minutes so, long. Yeah. And you just think. It probably took a while. Yeah, it's awful. Like, it was awful. The ethics behind it is, like, fucked up. However, yeah. that was my reaction. However, was, cracking oh. result. What? <laughs> what is, <laughs> what is, I mean, and also, it's really difficult, that film, because I, I'm really sad when you read, like, that they were uncomfortable in because they're so natural in it. The both of them, yeah. it's like unbelievable performances where you, and I wonder if that's the sort of sad part of it is that to get those performances, he was intrusive or whatever it was. Yeah. But it's like, they feel so real. and Yeah. But I just, I, I always feel with that, you get performers 
and performances which don't require that. Like, I think, mm. you know, she's everybody's favourite, but Olivia Coleman can really fucking go there, but she does not bring shit to it. Like, do you know what yeah. I mean? She can just do it and then go home. Yeah. And I don't... You don't have don't to traumatise her to get the performance mm. out of it, yeah. I've met actors who are like, you know, I've got to be... I'm, I'm acting troubled yeah. all the time so that when I play a troubled person... It's all cushy. I'm like, that is no imagination. And so I think mm. that any director that feels that they have to impose that doesn't trust their actors and has no imagination. Yeah. Yeah. There's a subcategory to this question, which that answer could also fit in, but luckily I hope you got another one. <laughs> uh, troubling boners, worrying why dons. What film did you find arousing, but you thought perhaps you shouldn't, other than Blue is the Warmest Colour? <laughs> Showgirls. What is remotely troubling about Showgirls? It's terrible. Sure. (laughs) (laughs) It's so bad. Like, you should not be getting any kind of joy, even if it's a wide-on from that fucking film, because it's so terrible. And yet... I was having the be- that sex scene in the swimming pool, which is terrible. Please. It, doesn't, it defies logic. And then there I was watching it, having a jolly good time in my pants. Me too. And and I don't mind. Listen, when I first saw Showgirls, which was when it first came out and I was uh, very young, I remember reading all these things going, this ridiculous sex scene in the swimming pool. And I was thinking, fucking worked for me. <laughs> I just remember thinking, what's... What's so ridiculous about it? It's brilliant. What's happening? What am I not getting? Do you know what? <laughs> I was very young when I watched it. Mm. I think it was on Channel 5 and I just sort of put it on and I was like, oh my God. And when I watched that scene, mm. I thought that's what sex is like. Yeah. And I started to worry because I was like, I don't know whether my back, and this is me as a child. This is what I mean about Capricorns. Mm. Like we're old as yeah. children. I was like, I don't know whether my back can flip flip that far yeah. and I just thought he was just holding I mean he was because they weren't actually having sex but I didn't get she was so high up mm. like if she was really there like if he was really in inside yeah she'd be much lower uh, that's yeah. I now you say that I go okay th- that part unless he's got a very big dick and she's just on that the can tip. curb that can do yeah. that but I will say this now I'm much older and grown up that is how sex works <laughs> It. Yeah. Doing it yeah i don't know what you mean like uh, we're worried about it that's <laughs> certainly in my experience exactly how it is <laughs> what is what is objectively the greatest film of all time all about eve great answer 100 percent. completely just ah oh. the original original the original original the thing i love about it is look so when i first started writing one of the th- i mean i was given such I was given so much advice from people. Mm-hmm. Here's, a, here's a little little nugget of advice all the time. And I take it because I like advice. But the thing that I would I was always told was don't write about show business. Like people don't like watching mm. it. People don't like, yeah, they don't like watching that. it. Right. And when I watched All About E for the first time, which is before I got that nugget, because when I got that nugget, I was like, I think All About Eve is a masterpiece. Mm. It is the way it talks about the industry and acting and all of that stuff. It makes you invested. You care. The performances are of their time, but they're razor sharp. And the scenes just, what I loved about it was the scenes, they didn't worry about sort of just letting the scene play. You can tell it's based on the play, but they don't care about that. It's just two actors. That's it. Nice set, nice costumes. Two actors just fucking going for each other. Betty Davis, mm-hmm. Marilyn Monroe in one of her early 
fucking parts in there being exquisite, comedic timing, like, it's so good. And Anne Baxter, I think it is, who plays Eve. Just like the best manipulative narcissist you've ever seen in the best costumes. I'm sure this has come up before, but it is worth saying, given what just happened, Showgirls is a remake of All About Eve. That would make sense. It's straight up, it's it's the same story. It's just done better, just told better. And burlesque. Yeah, burlesque is it's the it's the small town girl who wants to be at the front mm-hmm. of the chorus line. There's always like some older woman, although Cher doesn't really mind. But there's another one in it who's like, "Don't meh, this is my patch." Yeah, yeah, it's great. It's a great Hollywood trope. That's a lovely answer. That is. What's the film you could or have watched the most over and over again? Mary Poppins. I know. Oh. I know. I know. What, yeah, you, you know it's a, it's an absolute masterpiece, and I'm going to have a zero problem with that being your answer. Yeah, I just love it. I'm yeah. just loads of people must say it, but it just is. No, they don't say it enough, actually. Okay, well, Mary Poppins. One of the things that I really love about it is it's so it makes me as a Londoner really. I don't know. I live in London, I'm born in London, but there's just something about watching it that makes me feel like. You know, I'm a fucking Londoner. <laughs> yeah, I get that. Yeah, and like, where every time I, I was just at St. Paul's, I don't go past St. Paul's without thinking of Feed the Birds, like, never. Mm-hmm. And it, there's just something about it being so London, but also in a, filmed in a studio, that just I really, really, really love. And I think Julie Andrews, if you watch that back, her performance is fucking brilliant. She's a, you know, Mary Poppins is a bitch. Yeah, yeah. She's evil. Like, the kids are like, hey, Mary Poppins, we just went inside the paint. She's like, no, we didn't. That's called gaslighting. Like, the fuck? When you watch it now, I'm like, that is... She's just, oh, let's go and do this, kids. And they're like, oh, we had such a lovely time with you. And then she's like, no, you didn't. I don't know. I don't know what you're talking about. There's your dad. Goodbye. And then flies off. Yeah, never apologise, never explain. That is messed up. That's a bad motto. Bad motto for life. Never apologise, never explain. (laughs) <laughs> that's, that's toxic masculinity. That right is toxic. <laughs> it's so, it's mad. Like, I feel for those kids. Yeah. They go through such psychological warfare. Just, you know, dad's not interested. Mum is like, you know, up the women, fine. But you get this woman who's like, oh, here's a nice bit of life. And anyway, it didn't happen. Oh, here's a nice song. Yeah, it didn't happen. What a fucking nightmare. So, yeah, scary Mary <laughs> Poppins. It. We don't like to be negative, so we'll be quick with this. Okay. What's the worst film you ever saw? A film? I mean, there's a few. Um, It's a film called (laughs) Feed. Feed, yes. 2011. Mm -hmm. And it is, for me and my mates for a short time, were obsessed with sploshing. Do you know what sploshing is? Go on. Explain it to the... uh, Is it... Is it... Okay, can I... Is it stepping on hamsters or something? No. Oh, right. (laughs) Is it? <laughs> you get one more guess. Is it sliming people like in Nickelodeon? Close, but Close. in a sexy way. Yeah, it's like food sex. It's like oh, okay, a cake and you put it up the vagina, then you eat it out like that. Wow. Yeah, that's. Uh, <laughs> didn't mean to say that. That was very graphic. So we were obsessed with sploshing. My group of friends, we'd all had breakups. It was 2011. We were all going through stuff, and we sort of came together and we were like, sploshing's funny. And so we wanted to find a film that was to do with sploshing. And so my friend Zach 
he was like, hey, I've just found this film on iTunes. It's called Feed. It must be to do with splashing. And so we had a film night where we watched it. And it was about this guy, this cop, who um, is investigating this internet subculture of, of feeding women until they die. And it was just it was just about this man who was like running around feeding this woman with as much food. It was fucking terrible. Like, not even we thought, ha, ha, ha it'll be funny. Yeah. And it, we were just watching it like... That's horrible. Yeah, it's horrible. I'm mainly worried about how much cake is going to be left in the in the vagina because I think if you put a cake in, it's gonna you know it's gonna crumble into bits. I just I'm slightly worried about the health implications of a cake bits of cake it, not getting out. It will fuck up your pH balance, For but sure. then you just have, you have to weigh up whether it's worth it. Think about it. Somebody, it's going to dissolve, I suppose, eventually. It will, it will dissolve eventually. That's why you need somebody who's really committed and getting all the cake out. Right, because you could be there a while. Are they allowed yeah, to yeah. use a spoon? I I would think you could use utensils. Right, I'd get like a whisk to sort of break it up. That doesn't yeah. feel. That feels. I I worry about a whisk. I I, I don't know a plastic spoon. A plastic spoon. No, then that will break off and be stuck. Like a, a whisk has like the um. You know, I think you could if you use it with care. Okay. And also, the cake is going to be a. It's going to be like moisture. Wow. It's going to, well, yeah, if it's a well-made cake, it's definitely going to be. If it's a well-made cake. If it's a well-made cake, it's going to be wet. Uh, wet well, ass. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I guess you just got to make sure you've you've dealt with it when, after afterwards. and. You know what? You don't have to put cake. It was just an example. You can put jelly on the arm. No, thing. listen, I've got my evening planned out now. I just need to make sure I, <laughs> <laughs> make sure I do it right and don't cause any injuries. <laughs> don't have to put cake up the foof. It's fine. You don't have to, but it will be encouraged. <laughs> <laughs> you don't have to, but it'll be a shame. <laughs> Not to. What is, you're in comedy, you're very funny. What's the funniest film? What's the film that made you laugh the most? Okay, I cannot possibly tell you the film that made me laugh the most, but I can tell you the scene right. that got me kicked out of Odeon Tottenham Court Road because I laughed so hard. Juno. Okay. I know. Love that film. It's a great film, but you wouldn't think, hmm, mm. where's that bit? What's that, the funny that scene? Bit? So there's this bit when her, Juno. Oh, Ellen Page. Thanks, mate. You're welcome. So she's in the corridor of a school and she's talking to Michael Sierra and she says something about a girl in her class who just, who gave her the stink eye. She just goes, so-and-so-so gave me the stink eye. And it's the quickest cut to this actress, who I don't know, who's giving Juno a stink eye. And me and my mate Ivano looked at each other and that was it. Gone. That is just an example of how you can be, you're not even a star in it. You've got no yeah. line. You just give it that. And we, we lost it. Next couple of scenes, we were still laughing. Usher came in and was like, you have to leave. <gasps> we, we went out onto the road. We were screaming, screaming. Like, we can't talk about it. To this day, we can't talk about it. We can't like talk about it. Think I and we're like boom, done. <laughs> I that, like that. That is that is a proper answer. <laughs> that is the answer I've been looking for. Good, Susie Wakoma. You've been absolutely wonderful. Now, oh. when you went to Latitude last year and uh, you had glitter all over your face, and you went to watch Texas on stage, when you were lost in the in the wonder of Charlie Spiteri's voice as she sang, "Oh, <laughs> what's the song that Texas did?" It was the one that the one that I was really like. Yeah. It was um, yeah, 
Yeah, you make me feel wild. Yeah, yeah, you touch my inner smile. Yeah, yeah you got me in the mood. Ooh, ooh, I'm on make your move. So while she was singing, uh, <laughs> come and make your move, you were dancing, you were lost, uh, transcendent it was to you, and you were sweating with the joy and the glitter came into your mouth, sweated off your face into your mouth, and you said, oh, something that tastes like chalk, delicious. And you you finished your evening, a great old night, and then you went back to your tent, and you yeah. lay there, and in your sleep, the glitter congealed in your throat yeah. uh, and choked you to death. It was sad, but the saddest part was no one found you, no one thought anything of it for quite a while. It was just a tent. Just a tent, you close the thing. Everyone's like, Well, she's probably sleeping. About three months later, I was like, Did, did Susie ever come back from Latitude? It's weird that no one heard from her for a while. So I drive all the way back up to Latitude. Yeah. There's a tent on its own in the field. Weird. It's a fucking state. I go in the tent, you're there. You've congealed with the the ground has has swallowed half of you. There's a bird has pecked open your insides and built a nest. Uh-huh. It's all sorts oh, of things. Oh, that's quite nice. It's sweet, but difficult to contend with. I, I, so then I have to sit, vigil, let the birds all leave. And then finally, and then a hamster walks past and I just stood on it just for a bit of a splash. <laughs> and then, <laughs> then uh, you uh, basically, uh, there's too much of you. There was more than I expected because you've become the, the earth. So I've had to get a dip. Anyway, long story short, I've had to chop you up into lots of little bits because I oh. brought a coffin that was the size of you. I wasn't expecting all this. Stuff all of it. Stuff all of you in this coffin. It's absolutely rammed in there, but there is just enough room that I could slip one DVD in the side with you. That you can yeah. take to the other side, and on the other side, it's movie night every night, and one night it's your movie night. What film are you taking to show everyone in heaven? Oh, what movie was it? I'm taking Who Framed Roger Rabbit. The people in heaven will love you. No wonder your vibration is so high, Susie. Suzanne Wakoma, is there anything you would like to tell people to look out for, to listen to, or to watch, or to read, or anything of yours coming up before we say goodbye? Before we say goodbye, I'm in a film called Enola Holmes, which is on Netflix right now. I hear very good things about that. Yes, so she's in that. And then I'm in another show called Truth Seekers Mm. uh, on Amazon on the 30th of October. That's a series. Looks brilliant. Jim Field yeah. Smith, have it. Yeah, those two. And then there's loads of stuff that's still on Netflix because that's the way in it. That's just, if you just if you Google my name, if you put my name in Netflix, fuck your oh, hours. I like that. I hours like of fun. Susie Wakama, you've been an absolute dream and delight. Thank you so much. Thanks, mate. Uh, have a wonderful death. Good night. Good night. <laughs> So that was a Rewind Classic. I hope you enjoyed it as much as we did. Uh, everything you need is over at the Patreon at patreon.com forward slash Brett Goldstein. Remember to watch Shrinking and then Ted Lasso on Apple TV+. Plus. I will speak to you all next week. Thank you very much for listening. Thank you to Buddy Peace for producing it. Thanks to Acast for hosting it. Thanks to Destruction Pieces Network. Thanks to Lisa Lydon for the photography. Adam Richardson for the graphics. So that is it for now. I hope you're all well. And in the meantime, have a lovely week. And please, now more than ever, be excellent to each other.
Sometimes I dream of becoming an actor. Have you ever dreamt of becoming an actor? Maureen, what is it you think I'd do for a living? Never mind, sounds like you need the New York Film Academy. NIFA offers workshops, BFA and MFA degrees and summer camps in filmmaking, acting, journalism and more, online and on campuses across the globe. To make films alongside industry professionals, explore more at nyfa.edu. Thanks, Brett. Thank you, Maureen. Maureen, your Canva presentation looks brilliant. Thanks, Brett. That's because I used AI-powered Canva presentations. I just described what I wanted and Canva presentations generated the perfect slides. You can even make a talking presentation for people to watch on their own time. Check this out. Recording. 101 Reasons Why Beaches is the Saddest Film Ever Made by your neighbour Maureen. Is it easy to use? If you can use a computer, you can nail your next work presentation with Canva Presentations at canva.com. Designed for work. Oh, thanks, my neighbour Maureen. Yeah, thank you.